Blog Talk Radio. Please stay tuned for Brandon's Buzz. I'm Joan Van Ark, and the buzz is... Aren't you so if you feel that you just can't take it, and your world isn't what it seems, don't forget that life can be what you make it, baby, when you live on a street of dreams. Hey, this is Nia Peoples, and you're with Brandon's Buzz. Place to be. Hi, this is Peggy Scott Addison. Guess what? I am buzzing with my man, Brandon on Brandon Buzz. This is Michael Brainerd on Brandon's Buzz. Are you buzz? This is Maya Bialik, and you are lucky enough to be listening to Brandon's Buzz. Hey guys, and welcome back to Brandon's Buzz. I don't know if you're getting sick of my voice yet. This is the second half of a Friday doubleheader here on Brandon's Buzz. I just wrapped a fabulous conversation with Soap Super Manager Michael Bruno. Uh, we discussed the Daytime Emmy nominations and other hot topics around the soap world. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to that show, I highly recommend that you download it uh, either from iTunes or from the show's website. I'm waiting for my second guest to call in. And so while I do, I'll take care of a, of a few little housekeeping bits here. You can find the show, and I'm sure if you're listening, you already know you can find the show, at www.blogtalkradio.com slash Brandon's Buzz. Uh, there you can listen to old shows. You can download old shows. Uh, you can see blog entries. You can read about my guests. You can see Amazon links. It's all up there at the show's website, www.blogtalkradio.com slash Brandon's Buzz. Uh, you can also find information about the show at my blog, brandonsbuzz.com. Uh, if you'll click on the radio button at the top of the page, it's blue. It's a blue button that says radio. Uh, you can see a complete archive of all my shows. You can listen to them. And you can also see the great banners that my friend Joanne makes, my friend Joanne from Sardis Radio. She makes me banners to uh, advertise the show on my blog, and I post those on my blog and in the radio archive. So you can see all of that at my blog, brandonsbuzz.com. You can also find this show at iTunes. I'm on iTunes, guys. I'm on iTunes right next to my guest today. Uh, it's very exciting. Just uh, type in Brandon's Buzz in the iTunes Music Store search box. Uh, scroll down to the podcast section. My show will pop up. You click on it. You can download individual shows as podcasts, or you can uh, subscribe to the show and have each new episode as it is uploaded to iTunes, download to your iTunes library. Uh, so please check that out at iTunes. So I'm all over the web, uh, you know, blog, this show's website, iTunes. There's no excuse not to find me, and I, I sincerely hope you do. Uh, again, it's www.blogtalkradio.com slash Brandon's Buzz. That's the show's website, brandonsbuzz.com. That's my blog and iTunes. I'm on iTunes next to my guest, and my guest has yet to call in. Uh, I got this confirmed this morning, and her publicist has the numbers, so I guess we are just running a little bit behind, so I'm going to talk for a bit and try not to babble too much and uh, tell you what's coming up. I don't have anything definite coming up, but I've got confirmed yeses from a great Canadian singer I'm a huge fan of named Jan Arden, uh, a great actress named Jessica Tuck, who was on One Life to Live, Good Lord, 20 years ago as Vicky's daughter Megan. Uh, she was Emmy nominated, and she spent three years there, and she was she's still well remembered by fans. And she's coming by this show to talk about that, and to talk about her career, to talk about 
a great new environmental website that she's helping to build. Um, so that's going to be great. That's coming up in uh, early summer, I hope. We don't have a confirmed date yet. We're still, she's still kind of working on getting the website launched, and she wants to wait until the website is fully on its feet before she can come here and talk about it. So uh, we're waiting on that. Uh, I've got a yes from, from the terrific actress Catherine Hickland, who uh, has written a great book called The 30-Day Heartbreak Cure, and she has her own show right here on the Blog Talk Network. I don't have the address. I should have the address. But if you just go to the Blog Talk Radio main page and type in Catherine Hickland, uh, it'll take you right to her show. And her show airs on Sunday nights, and it's great. She, you know, she, she has stepped away from one life for a time, and she's kind of found her second wind as a, as a self-help guru of sorts. Uh, she's got a great book, as I said, The 30-Day Heartbreak Cure. And she's coming on the show to talk about that, to talk about her amazing soap career, to talk about her music. Uh, it's going to be great fun. So that's coming up. Uh, and I've got yeses from several other people that I don't want to spill the beans about just yet, but I think that you will all really um, enjoy the, the, the lineup that I have for, for the rest of this month and early summer. Uh, so please come on back to Brandon's Buzz. As I said, brandonsbuzz.com, my blog, www.blogtalkradio.com slash brandonsbuzz uh, is the show's website. And, of course, you can find me on iTunes as individual podcasts, or you can subscribe to the show and have them automatically download to your iTunes without you having to do a thing. All you have to do is listen to it when it downloads. Uh, so uh, that's great stuff. Uh, still waiting for my guest to call in. It's 12.35. I'm fixing to send an email and try to figure out what's going on, why we haven't connected yet. Uh, let me tell you about next week. Next week on my blog, brandonsbuzz.com, I am doing a two-night live blog centered around the American Idol finale. Uh, I started my blog in April of 2008, and the first thing that really put me on the map was a live blog of the final two episodes of last season's American Idol. Uh, I did the, the performance finale and then the actual finale. Uh, and so that was such great fun, and it was such a great success in terms of getting people kind of to my blog and getting my blog some exposure. Now that we're a year on and I'm more well-known and I'm, I'm much more of a, I have much more of an online presence, as my boyfriend likes to say, uh, we're going to do another live blog. So Tuesday night, it's a one-hour live blog at 8 p.m. Eastern. That's 5 p.m. Pacific and 7 p.m. here in Texas, uh, centered around the American Idol performance finale with Chris Allen and Adam Lambert. And then Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Pacific, with the actual finale and all the celebrity guests and the results and you know everything they do. They stretch it out for two hours, so it'll be a two-hour live blog about the American Idol finale. So it's a two-night event at my blog next week, brandonsbuzz.com, uh, to coincide with the American Idol finale. I'll tell you what, I'm going to put myself on hold for a bit and uh, try to figure out what's going on with my guest, why my guest hasn't called in yet, and I will be right back. So... Um, why don't I play a bit of music while we... Here, I'm going to play this, and I'll be right back. Please stay tuned for Brandon's Buzz. I'm Joan Van Ark, and the buzz is... <laughs> so if you feel that you just can't take it, and your world isn't what it seems, don't forget that life can be what you make it. Baby, when you live on a street of dreams. Hey, this is Nia Peoples, and you're with Brandon's Buzz, the place to be. Hey, this is Peggy Scott Adderich, and guess what? I am buzzing with my man, Brandon on Brandon's Buzz. This is Michael Brainerd on Brandon's Buzz. 
Frankie Buzz. This is Maya Bialik, and you are lucky enough to be listening to Brandon's Buzz. Okay, wasn't that fun? So I've sent an email to uh, my guest's publicist, a great guy named Jamie Little, who I've had a great, great fun chatting with for the past week uh, via email. And um, we'll see if he writes me back and we'll see what's going on here. Uh, maybe, I, I don't think I have the wrong time because we settled this for 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, which is 12.30 here in, here in the uh, Central Time Zone in Texas where I am. So I don't know if, if something has held up my guest or if... There's been some cross-communication here, some cross-wires, so we'll see what's happening here, and we will try to figure out. Oh, here we go right here. Uh, my guest just popped up. I have a great show today, and I want to tell you all about my terrific guest. You know, it was the classic Lana Turner at Schwab story, but turned on its head. While on an American tour promoting their 1985 classic album, Songs from the Big Chair, British pop legends Roland Orzabal and Kurt Smith better known as Tears for Fears, happened into the lounge of the Hyatt Regency Hotel in Kansas City and became spellbound by the hauntingly beautiful woman with the achingly soulful voice who was sitting at the piano. It was a discovery that would change all of their lives. Orzabal and Smith invited the woman into their sphere to record with them on their next album and to join them on their next tour, and so it was. An electrifying collaboration with the band on a gorgeous global smash called Woman in Chains introduced her to the world in one glorious fell swoop, and a couple of years later, her chance cover of Brenda Russell's tender Get Here instantly carried her to the next level, winning her critical raves, Grammy nominations, and the devotion of every family and every loved one for whom the song became an inviolable touchstone in the wake of the first Gulf War. Her brilliant discography now spans some 20-plus years of terrific material, and it has just received a new member in the form of a spectacular new album entitled Let's Stay Here, and I am so thrilled that she's come by the bus today to discuss all of this and much more. What a genuine honor it is to welcome to my show today the beautiful, the brilliant Olita Adams. Thank you so much. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. I hope I can live up to that. That's you certainly <laughs> can. You are absolutely magnificent, and it is a great thrill to have you here today. I've been a big fan uh, for a long time. Thank you very, very much. I'm I'm glad that we finally have another uh, another record out. Yes, you know it's it's been uh, quite a hiatus for you. I I was going to ask you later how it felt, kind of getting back into the studio and getting back on the horse. Well, you know what? Um, occasionally, you know, when you are uh, doing a lot of different records um, down through the years, there comes a point sometimes with creativity where it seems to stop for a while and and pauses. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you feel like, well, you know, I've lived a long time. I don't know that I have anything I really feel like saying right now. You know, and I'm a, I'm a writer I'm, myself, so I certainly understand that. You know how that is. <laughs> you bet. You know, and if you're if you if you want to be really good at it, then it it's not good enough for you to just say, "Well, I'll just throw this down." You bet. You, you want to excel at it. You want to have something profound to say or at least Damn something right. clever. You want it to service someone in some way. 
And so uh, I, I've gone through a few spells where I felt like, yeah, I don't have anything to say. I'm not feeling it right now. And then, you know, in the midst of traveling around and being so busy, um, you know, performing live, then it makes it more difficult to, you know, pause long enough to have those creative juices flowing. So it takes time to, you know, you have to stop what you're doing and, and relax and allow that fountain to open up. So let's talk about you for a second. You know, for the people who don't know, let's get the 60-second bio on Elite Adams. Where were you born? Where were you raised? Where did you go to school? Uh, I was born and raised in Washington State. I was born in Seattle. And uh, my dad uh, was a, uh, my great uncle actually raised me, and he was a preacher man, a Southern Baptist, and so he had a church in Seattle and one in Yakima, Washington. And those are the two cities uh, uh, in which I grew up. And uh, and I love it. Uh, I did not go to college okay. um, because I went directly from high school into the clubs and started uh, performing and making a living doing that. And you always knew you wanted to be a singer. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, to tell you the truth, I think when I was in junior high, I thought I was going to be a math teacher until I took tr- trigonometry. And then I said... <laughs> I think I'll sing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I understand that. I, I took tri- I, I, I like trig in high school, but I took calculus also, and calculus kicked my butt. So, oh, so that was the go. end of math for me. It's, <laughs> I can barely do two plus two these days. So, <laughs> do you remember the first time you got you get, you ever got a big reaction from your voice? Yeah, I was in in, in my dad's church. Uh, I was uh, singing. And people there are very vociferous. You know, they they get very animated. They uh, wave their hands and cry and shout and holler and, oh, my goodness. Then everybody was putting me up to sing again. Oh, you need to sing, Alita. Get up and sing. I'm not going to sing in front of all these people. <laughs> well, little girl, if you don't get up and sing, you know the Lord's going to take away your voice. So I started singing, and I haven't stopped since. <laughs> I used to sing for the Women's Century Club and and uh, little things, and they used to give me perfumes, little bottles of perfume, and um, and that's because, you know, many of them around town in Yakima where I was singing, uh, they'd have all these little programs and things, and for the PTA or whatever, and they said, well, we'll give her a dinner. And my mother said, well, I can feed her at home. <laughs> <laughs> but my dad said, he said, don't you worry about the perfume or the food or whatever he said you know you just keep doing what you know is right keep working on your talent and uh, it'll pay off in the end and i wow. think pop was right talk about those early years in in the piano bars and in the clubs you know i, I there's a there's a great singer by the name of linda davis i don't know if you know that name or not uh she is she's known as a country singer and she never really had any real big hits but she's a, she's a great singer and i saw an interview with her years ago in which she talked about starting out in the piano bars and in the clubs, and she said that those were some of the greatest times of her life because, you know, she she had such a profound love for music, and she loved nothing more than kind of sitting at the piano and, you know, crawling inside of a song and finding all of its nooks and crannies. And I'm wondering if you had a similar experience to that when you were starting out. Linda could do my interview, and she could answer that question for me because that's exactly what it felt like. Um, I felt... Well, first of all, I had uh, been so successful for, you know, uh, 
playing in clubs for at least 17 years before I got discovered by Tears for Fears. So I was fully grown. Absolutely. And uh, and I had somewhere along the way had given up with the idea of being discovered and decided I had said many times out loud to God, you know, okay, fine. Uh, I don't have to be uh, an international success or even a you know big big name in America. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that I keep working. That was my thing, and so I wanted to make every night special for whom, whomever heard me, and that meant if it was insurance companies at these hotel club bars, you know, insurance companies or the funeral <laughs> directors or the whatever it was, you know, or just tourists, farmers of America. Yeah. Whoever stops into this bar, exactly. I want them to have a wonderful experience. And so I put everything into that and uh, decided that it didn't matter if it was one or two or 1,000 or 2,000 or hundreds of thousands. I wanted to make sure that they remember how special they felt at the time that they were listening to me. Wow. You know, it's it's so great that you say that. You know, I, I've been doing a blog for a little over a year now, and... I've been doing this show for several months, and and it's it's so true. You never know who's listening. You never know who's reading. You just you 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 have no idea who's going to walk through the door. That's right. And many people did, uh, especially by the time I came to Kansas City. Many many people. The hotel that I was uh, best known for performing in here in Kansas City was Crown Center Hotel, which was a Westin. This is before the Hyatt, where Tears for Fears found me. And I was there for 12 years, uh, off and on, and all of the major acts, all of the major ball players of all the different uh, types of games would stay at that hotel. So they all heard me. And it would be, you know, James Taylor and Air Supply back in those days. Wow. And, um, George Benson tried for three years to get me a, a deal with Warner Brothers Jazz label. Um, all of these people heard me, even uh, Rest Our Soul and I Love Her. Um, uh, let me see. Aretha, uh, okay, she just died. My my mind went blank just a moment. She used to sort of growl like a tiger. Um, Eartha Kitt. Oh, okay. Even Eartha Kitt, when she came through <coughs> with her... Uh, show Timbuktu, and she came in, and she was raving. She stood up in the crowd and started yelling at the people, you don't know what you have here. You know, <laughs> Cab Calloway. I mean, just all sorts of people would come in and listen and be completely enthused, and uh, and it was great, you wow. know. And, in fact, the I don't know if you're old enough to know of a group called um, Yes. Oh, I certainly am. But, Sure. Yeah, and they owner of a lonely heart. The, yes, they were one of the first ones to try to get me a deal with uh, uh, Atlantic Records, and ended up bringing in Ahmet Erdogan in about '76 or something like that. Wow. '77, to uh, who uh, flew me to New York for an audition. He he couldn't see it either. Uh, I actually had the audition with uh, uh, Arif Mardan. Wow. And uh but nothing came of it at that time. I've been heard by so many people but they <laughs> couldn't do anything. But don't you think that everything works out the way it's supposed to? It worked out exactly 
exactly the way it was supposed to. And I'm grateful that finally, uh, including Billy Joel, now that I think about it, Billy Joel heard me sing too. Um, I'm awfully glad it worked out the way I thought as well that it would be on one of those nights. But how dramatic is that, that Tears for Fears would be staying at the Hyatt after Absolutely. I moved over to that one. And, and they were they were the biggest thing in pop music at that time. I mean, they were oh, the. They, I mean, wow! Nine and a half million records on you that, bet. on their previous album. It was that was major. How, how did they approach you? Did they approach you that night, or did they wait a, a, a bit? I didn't even meet them that night. I knew that they were there, but you know, what's a British pop group gonna do for me? <laughs> Oh, gosh. You know, you have to understand my shows, I did three one-hour shows a night, five to six times a week. Um, and the the sets would include a little bit of everything, whether it was Nat King Cole medley or Stevie Wonder medley, Dinah Ross songs, um, it, it, Tina Turner songs, whatever it was, Gladys Knight and the Pips, or whatever was the top. 10 mm-hmm. uh, in those days or the top 50 or whatever I did a little bit of everything all in one night so I mean I'm thinking to myself you know this is not necessarily showcasing anything that a British pop group is going to want but two years later they uh, after having written a song called Woman in Chains yes. for the Seeds of Love album a magnificent they song. contacted me yeah that's a great song uh, you know, one of my favorite songs of yours is, is a duet you do with Roland Orzabal called Me and My Big Ideas from, from one of his uh, 90s albums. Uh, have oh, you remained, my goodness. Have you remained wow. close with him? Pardon? Have you remained close with with Roland and Kurt? Well, um, I think I'll, uh, our hearts will always be connected. Uh, sure. I had the opportunity about three years ago to... Um, Three or four years ago, they came to Kansas City, and I was sitting in the audience, and they pulled wow. me back up on the stage to sing Woman in Chains. It's one of those movie moments. You, you bet. Know? You bet. You know those moments that you, you know, when you're a singer, you always dream about that moment. And and uh, I have experienced that before, but nothing like this, and especially in the same city where I live, and it was absolutely. Magical. And then again, that that next year, of course, I was on our uh, my uh, anniversary trip, and I was called to to come into Las Vegas to sing with them for a thing that they were doing for um, Andre Agassi, his children's foundation that he does every year in uh, Vegas. And uh, uh, and they asked me to sing Woman in Chains with them at that point, although I did not because after they didn't like the band that was playing, so they said, no, you go ahead and sing Get Here. <laughs> and I went, I, I don't need to sing Get Here. <laughs> but I sang Get Here. Wow. You know, you know, everybody remembers that song. How did that song first come into your life? I was in Scandinavia in 1988. Um, which was the year that I recorded with Tears for Fears. And I left them and went directly on a piano bar tour of Scandinavia. And when I got to Oslo, Norway, uh, the song was playing in a shop. Uh, Brenda Russell, the recording of Get Here, was, was in a dress shop, you know, over the radio uh, playing. And I heard the song, and being familiar with her voice and her work, 
mm-hmm. I said, "Oh my gosh, this is new. This is great." Mm-hmm. And when I and and my boyfriend at the time, who is I'm now married to, John Kashan, sent me a, a a cassette of her album, and I listened to that song over and over. And when I got back to the states, we started performing it, and so that it had become mine by the time I had the opportunity to record my first record. Did you have an instant feeling that that would be your signature smash? I mean, did you just know? I knew. I knew. I don't know if Roland knew. Uh, I think he sort of had faith in that, but I definitely knew it It would be. Uh, if anything that I did was going to be a success, I felt that that would be it. Yeah. And even to this day, can you perform a show without singing that song? I mean, do you even dare try? Uh, uh, not my regular concerts, I don't. I do other things where, you know, they're not necessarily asking me to sing that song. So sometimes it's not appropriate. But even in the, I have a, um, I also do gospel shows. And uh, I've visited some churches and <laughs> I've done concerts there where the even the pastors will say, now look. You're gonna have to sing "Get Here," <laughs> and uh, and there's nothing wrong with that because, of course, you know the song can be personalized for any reason, including spiritual reasons. You know? Sure. So, so it's uh, it's perfect that way, and it suits me well, and I love singing the song. You know, you have had a remarkable career, and you've put together a, a truly staggering body of work. And, uh, you know, it's not fair to compare you to anyone, but it's, it's, it's true to say, it's fair to say that commercially you've not really had the level of success of, say, Whitney or Mariah. And I'm wondering if, if you're at peace with that and if there's anybody whose career you trade for in a heartbeat. Um, I don't think that I would necessarily want the success, the kind of success that a M- Mariah and Whitney uh, – have I? I actually it, like my independence. It must be so tough to maintain. Yeah, the 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 more successful you are, the more you're sort of locked into certain things, and you don't get as much freedom. And uh, I once heard Paul McCartney say that is say that he wished that he had been just a little less successful <laughs> because because you know if you if you're just under the top, you can do pretty much what you want. And somebody like that. Who, by the way, I'm really, really very pleased with the success that I've had, and I, I don't even, I feel that I've been so blessed. I, I don't even feel that it's right to even, you know, even want anybody. You know, I can't desire somebody else's success. But if I did, it would be Sting. I think he has a, a perfect combination of the freedom of creativity and the freedom to sing all styles of music and have the best um, bits and pieces, the, the best combination of genres, influences in Absolutely. his music. I think Steve has the optimum or the optimal uh, career. And, you know, no matter what he does, he always seems to just have his finger on the pulse of what people are going to like. Well, the cool thing is that he's not like anybody else. It's, Absolutely, it's one of a kind. His music is one of a kind. You know, he started out with this other group, and 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 on his own, and his voice just—you're gonna love it, no matter what. <laughs> and he has a very identifiable sound. Uh-huh. You know, 
that just gets richer with age. It just gets richer, and he's a lovely person. He's just a lovely person. So let's talk about you. You have a dynamite new album, Let's Stay Here. Um, it starts off with a with a jazzy, fun, very different cover of Feeling Good than than the than the than the versions that we're used to. Um, right. Can can you talk about what incited this this return to the studio with this album? Do you, do you know? Was it just kind of a general feeling that you were ready again, or or did you get a particular song that that kind of kicked off the whole thing in motion, or, or just talk about the process a bit? Well, um, originally I wanted to do the prayer album that um, I started writing for. I thought that my first record was going to be a prayer album. I've wanted to do one for many years. I felt compelled, especially after we have had gone through so many crises in America and around the world in the last decade or more. And people stand around not knowing really what to say during those hard times. And prayer comes to mind. But, but and, and the churches open up their doors, you know, when there's a major crisis. And people come and they present their bodies there. But they, there's a sense of helplessness that, that they have because they don't, they haven't built on uh, exercising their prayer muscles, as I say, <laughs> and so they they and they haven't necessarily built on their faith, so they don't know what to do or what to say. So I wanted to write a, a record that um, would help them express themselves through prayer, and not necessarily a traditional gospel-sounding uh, record. And so I started that. But then the company said, well, we want a secular record first. And so I stopped midstream and decided that I would start writing for a secular record, and I thought it was going to be a jazz album. I was Mm -hmm. turned over to a part of Koch uh, Music Entertainment Company, uh, A&R person who was on the jazz label side. But they didn't necessarily want us, you know, just a traditional jazz record. They just wanted it to be Olita. So this is what comes when you say, let her sing what she wants to sing. (laughs) And so I wrote according to what was necessary, what was happening to me around it at the time. And it it wasn't all about me. It It was also about listening to the people closest to me, my colleagues, my friends, um, things that they were going through. And around that time, the uh, one of the first songs I wrote was Another Day. I wrote that the day after the Virginia Tech shootings. Oh, wow. What do you say? Absolutely. You know, what do you say? And I, and I, I mean, you know, you just stammer around like kind of like that. So I wanted to use words to just kind of express emotion or the feelings that you had thinking about all of that and realizing that the outcome of that the shootings was the shootings were a symptom of a greater problem mm-hmm. uh, and obviously Americans American individuals are so caught up in themselves that they they, we need to get to a place where we reach out more to others, that we care about uh, in our community each other and how we make each other feel. We need to work on our cultural communities Absolutely. To, to make it a bit more inclusive. 
Um, and that had happened at Columbine. That had happened at Virginia Tech. The frustrations of trying to keep up with uh, society uh, financially or or in 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 Hi. some Hi. sort of ways, you know, financially, to where the 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 demand to try to keep up with the Joneses is so great that people feel that they can't do that, and so. They and then they're told that you're nobody if you don't have stuff, or if you don't have a particular position. So I needed to express that, as well as um, things that go that were going on with friends of mine who, you know, at 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 our age, you should be married or something or have a have a spouse. But if you haven't worked that out yet, you know, it's like what's up with that. <laughs> And to write about it from uh, listening to the things that they were saying. So I had fun writing that sort of thing. As well as things that, that you know, and it's it's so funny. I, I wrote for a friend uh, who was uh, ab- abused by her boyfriend, and it was a very public thing. And uh, and I still haven't told her that I've, I've written a song about it. And I, uh, She was so embarrassed she couldn't really contact me. When I she didn't return my call when I called her, and later on she said, you know, I was so embarrassed by it that I just needed time to get over it. But I needed to write from the standpoint of the person being abused in a relationship. That uh, you know, if you if this is what you call love, that ain't no way to love me. And uh, that song is about that. And then it turns out here what. The same thing is still going on. It always has gone on. It's sure. just not until it's somebody who is a celebrity. Who we know, yeah. That's right. And so uh, yeah, it, it seems that uh, the song just fits. Did you have everything? Do you have a favorite track on the record? Yeah, I do. Let's stay here. Okay. Uh, well, it, it would be hard because I do – I. I love uh, No Way to Love Me, but Let's Stay Here is one that instantly makes me feel like I'm on vacation, and that's what that song was planned to do, because I was daydreaming about being on vacation with my husband, escaping all of the anxiety and the pressures of, you know, work, uh-huh. and uh, and when you finally get away, you know, you don't want to come back home, <laughs> like, can we just stay here? And... And so the trick is to create that wherever you are, and and I wanted to write that as a love song to him. You know where you get away with your mate and you just rediscover each other and you just shut out the entire rest of the world. Yep. My idea of a vacation is going where they someplace where either there aren't many people around or the ones that do you can't understand what they're saying because it's a foreign language. <laughs> that that's the best. As far as I'm concerned. So, what's on the horizon for Olita Adams? I'm sure you're going to tour behind this record. I'm looking forward to touring behind this record. They're still putting these uh, things together, and Excellent. I'm looking forward to uh, also uh, once again, uh, you know, reminding the people about the Christmas record that's out because I'm still very pleased with that yes. one. That was the first record that I produced, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Completely, no, I have, I can't and that. then I'm I'm also looking forward to um, 
getting that prayer record out as well. But I'm, you know, this this record excites me. It excites me. It's been so encouraging, the fact that, uh, you know, we're selling these records every place I perform live, and they're all selling out. And it's sure. so cool to see the excitement, and it, it just encourages me to keep writing. And that people have missed feeling. you. I tell you what, people have missed you. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> really, really glad. Well, I tell you what, if you ever come through Austin, Texas, I'll be in the front row, I promise. You know, that's one of the greatest little theaters to play. Uh, what's the name of my theater there? Uh, is it the the Bass Concert Hall or or um It's a little one. They have they have a great theater called the One World Theater that That's that brings, what I'm talking yes, about. Absolutely. I played One World. That is the most comfortable place to yes, play. It is so we fabulous. We have the greatest time when we're there. I would love to get back to Austin. And if I do, then I expect to see you there. <laughs> Please do. And I tell you what, I, I want you to, to give Jamie a big hug and kiss for me and, and thank him for helping me set this up. And I want to tell you that you are welcome here anytime to discuss anything. Thank you so much, and I wish you all the best. You sound like a really incredible writer. <laughs> I wish you could do all the interviews. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you for the compliments, and I thank you for stopping by here. I want to tell everybody that your new album is called Let's Stay Here, and there's an Amazon link on uh, this show's website, www.blogtalkradio.com slash Buzz. You can click on the link, and it'll take you right to the Amazon page for Let's Stay Here, and you can buy it, and you can support this great, terrific artist. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much. Alita Adams, everybody, the fabulous Alita Adams. And that's it, Brandon's Buzz in the can for, Feb- for February, for May 15th, Friday, May 15th, 2009. Uh, a great lady, Alita Adams, ending a doubleheader here on Brandon's Buzz with Michael Bruno. As I said at the at the top of the show, you can download the show from the show's website, www.blogtalkradio.com slash Brandon's Buzz. You can listen to all the old shows, and you can download all the old shows. You can also go to iTunes. I'm on iTunes right next to Alita Adams. Just type in Brandon's Buzz in the iTunes Music Store search box. Scroll down to the podcast section. Find me. Click on me. You can download individual old shows as podcasts, or you can subscribe to the show and have them automatically uh, download to your iTunes library the minute they're uploaded. So, uh, you know, there's no excuse not to find me. I'm all over the web. I've got my blog, brandonsbuzz.com. I've got the show. I'm on iTunes. Uh, just Google Brandon's Buzz, and something about me will come up, and uh, you, can, you can search out all these great people that I've had the great honor to talk to, including the, mo- the magnificent uh, Olita Adams today. I appreciate you stopping by and, and uh, uh, chatting with us a bit about your new album, and as I said, you're welcome here anytime. And uh, I thank everybody for listening. It's great fun here at Brandon's Buzz. Please stay tuned for Brandon's Buzz. I'm Joan Van Ark, and the buzz is hot. This is Gloria Loring, and I've just been buzzed by Brandon, and I gave Brandon some buzz. This is Maya Bialik, and you are lucky enough to be listening to Brandon's Buzz. Hi, this is Gordon Thompson speaking. And I want to tell you that I have appeared on Brandon's Buzz, and I had a great time. And I think you will too, so please log on and have a
Miss Olita, are you still there? Yes, I am. Could I get you to do a quick favor for me that I forgot to do on air? Well, sure. Could I get you to record a promo for my show? Okay, and uh, and it's called Brandon's Buzz, right? Yes, ma'am. And as okay. long as it includes those words and your name, all the rest of it's up to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm recording now, so anytime you're ready, shoot. Hi, I'm Olita Adams, and I have definitely been buzzed by Brandon's Buzz. Listen, if you want some really great blogging, if you want great information from a super talented uh, person, creative, very creative artist. Um, uh, hang on just a second. Let me do it again. Let me just write down something. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Alita Adams. And everybody is all a buzz about Brandon's buzz. I've been buzzed, and I'm buzzed because this guy is the person to listen to. Make sure you check him out on the web. Brandon's buzz. Thank you so so much. You are so fantastic, and it Thank was, you. I've, I've been a big fan of yours for so long, and this was truly a great thrill. Thank you. Thank and you, you so are much you are welcome here anytime, ma'am. Thank you, and I wish you all the best. <laughs> thank you so much. Please, please tell Jamie thank you for me because he he helped me set this up, and I really appreciate his help. No problem. <laughs> Have a good afternoon. Thanks. You too. Bye bye. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you. Alita. Uh huh. Okay, so the two o'clock that was with Blog Talk Radio. Uh-huh. Um, we've gone a little over, but they're having some technical issues, okay. and they'd like to move to 3.30, if that's okay, which would be 2.30, your time. Oh, okay. Central Standard. So I can give you about a 15-minute break, if you like, and then yeah. uh, give you a call at 2.30, which is 1.30, your time. Um, that will give me time enough to see if I can set this other thing up. Okay. Uh, with uh, For um, the first person, who is that? My brain's gone. For Brian at Brian. Um, the radio. i got to check this out. to make sure this worked. And if it did, that would be great. 16-bit. Okay, so you're going to call me back? I'll call you back at 2.30 to connect you with your 2.30. Um, praise him. Great. Thank you. No problem. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye.